Months had gone by. Months. And with each passing day, Lily Brennan could only watch as the boy she'd loved most of her life sank further and further into depression. It was like watching him fade from color to black and white. She'd tried everything she could think of. Yelling, pushing, encouragement, silence. Nothing had helped. How did you even begin to comfort someone whose nightmares had crossed over into reality? Standing in his living room doorway, she watched Jackson drop the phone into his lap and listened to his deep sigh of resignation. She wanted to give up as well, especially if that phone call had been what she thought it was. Who was that? she asked. He pushed the bag of ice off his knee, and it landed beside the recliner with a crunch on the hardwood floor. He pulled the top strap of his knee brace back in place, tightening it while he gritted his teeth. Clayton. Her heart sank. She'd hoped for the best, but she'd known for some time now that Randall Clayton couldn't be trusted. What did he say? I knew this would happen. Knew it as soon as my knee popped. She waited for more, but he dropped his head back and closed his eyes. The uneasiness in her gut bloomed, but she pushed it back. She had to stay positive. So, what did he say? It's over. Nobody wants me now. Not even the team in Germany. But there has to be a team somewhere. No, Lily. He opened his eyes and glared at her. Didn't you hear me? I was a long shot at best to begin with. Now look at me. He gestured toward his leg as though he'd like to rip it off his body. I can't be ready to try out by June. March 19th, Brunswick, Georgia. Alex Walker lay in his bed, refusing to open his eyes. He tried so hard not to fall asleep willing himself to be prepared for when she woke up. But exhaustion had taken over sometime before dawn, and another chance to make things right had passed him by. He didn't need to look across the bed to know. He could feel her absence all around him. Still, some small, hopeful part of his brain sent his hand wandering across the cool sheet, searching. Nothing. Chapter 3. July 1st, Birmingham, Alabama Jackson climbed out of the rusty Oldsmobile handed down from his mom and pushed the door closed. The squeak in the hinges was getting louder every day, and this time it was accompanied by a loud pop. That door had to be close to falling off. No amount of oil seemed to relieve it. Just another item on the long list of repairs he needed but couldn't afford. Sooner or later, he was going to have to find a job that paid real money. He pushed his hair off his brow and gently stretched his knee as he glanced around. It was sore and a little swollen from therapy, but at least he wasn't hobbling around on crutches anymore. The sun was high and heating up the morning rain on the asphalt, making a steam that hovered just above the street. He stepped onto the sidewalk and started up the small hill of his front yard, his knee aching with the effort. When he reached the top, he noticed Mr. Baker a few houses down making his way from his mailbox to his front door. The curve to his back looked even worse than it had just a week ago. 
and he shuffled along the walkway with his mail in hand. Jackson thought of his session with Dr. Kipling earlier that morning, another useless hour of his life wasted with someone who had no idea how to help him. He'd promised his mom he would go, had promised to try to talk to someone, even if he didn't believe for a fraction of a second in that psychological mumbo-jumbo. But this morning, Dr. Kipling had told him to reach outside of himself and look for ways to help someone else. It had made sense at the time, but now it just seemed like more useless talk. He flexed his knee again and debated with himself another minute. Maybe she was right. Maybe helping someone else would take his mind off his own loss. Mr. Baker was only a few paces away from his front steps when Jackson finally decided it was worth a shot. But he realized he'd have to hurry to catch the old man before he was gone.